Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Okay. So, um, welcome to Verbal Art with me, Senja Ram. And today, Trine Trash. Yay! My friend. Um, hi, Trine. Hi, Senja. Where are we? Right now we are here in my uh, in my apartment in Vesterbro in Denmark. Yeah, we're in Copenhagen. In Copenhagen, yeah. And um, yeah, this is the situation, and it looks like a kind of like a total performance installation. Um, shit is not neat. Shit is like um, the environment is really like it could go to both sides, like. Uh, originally it was like uh, am I moving in or out so it it's has been like for 22 years almost like in a constant trans- mode of transition which uh, depending on the uh, spectators or the, the other people around um, could give the impression of um, neglect or a certain kind of poetry you've lived here for 22 years 22 years, yeah. yeah wow. it, this this space has been through many phases. Uh, initially, when we moved in, me and my friend Milou, who's a, like a f- awesome trump, uh, trumpetist, jazz uh, musician, it was like New York in the 90s, you know, and there was like uh, an armchair, and then we had our instruments, and then one bar stool and almost nothing else. So it's been through many, many phases. Also, I've been using this as a performance space on off. Um, yeah. Let's dial back for a moment. So who, who is Trina Trash? Like <laughs> The thing is that most people know, but nobody knows. Yeah. And sometimes I am not sure that I know either, but I think that I am trying to keep open like a, a space in my own performative research uh, where it's possible to maybe find out along the way as we go. How long have you been Trina Trash? Oh, if we're talking about like what people like to call the persona, uh, it's been like almost since 2002 or three. Because I was participating in like this huge um, art uh, f- f- gathering or uh, like perform performance uh, called uh, Half Machine, um, inspired by Burning Man. Actually, my uh, artist friend, people look uh, staged it where we were like a lot of international artists together, together, and one of the other participators uh, was named Trina as well. So we were two trainers, uh, but my I did a lot of uh, things uh, and a lot of pieces that year. But one of my pieces was like this in, um, interactive um, installation called Smash Your Trash, where you could like um, smash a lot of uh, broken electronics, um, uh, disposed um, objects. So that was my commentary to the society we live in, <laughs> where, where we don't we just throw out stuff and we like uh, fuck up the planet, shit like that. Uh, and then I became truly trash because I love trash because I always see, I tend to see the beauty in shit that people 
don't like. So, um, so yeah, that was just in front of us because it was too hard to pronounce my last name for the other artists because uh, it was easier for them to say Trina Anderson, which was the name of the other Trina. But, uh, actually, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, light um, director now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So that this because my love of trash. So it's not like this eighties heavy metal thing where it's yeah trash and uh, uh, metal and sleaze and sludge and shit like that. It's because <laughs> of my love because I find a certain poetry and sh- shit that people normally discard. I thought it was about all the punk and rock music. Nope. No, because you are Everybody. a musician. I am a musician. Everybody thinks so, mm. but it's actually not like that at all. Mm. It's because I. Love all the things okay. other people don't. Huh. Yeah. How long have you been a musician? Oh shit. I've, I've been playing music since I was like four years old, something like that, and been through a lot of um, the Danish institutions, music schools, and shit. I've been really privileged in that kind of respect because um, I grew up in the late 70s and the 80s. Uh, where in Denmark it's quite normal to like meet music in school, prep school, and all this, um, those you know the 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 the, the young years. Uh, it's not for everybody, but I was privileged, so I've been actually attending music school since I was four. And learning how to play like kindergarten pro- properly from like uh, notes and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I went to this uh, private school, uh, which was my prep school, uh, where we had like um, morning uh, gatherings where we uh, sang a lot of uh, you might call it classical churchy uh, stuff twice a week at least and based on the country high school is like uh, idea yeah yeah but also the very like uh, christian psalms and shit mm. like that because there was a very like kind of uh, grandvidian and uh, christian foundation in that environment it's not it was not really like religious it was just more like the the values Yeah, it's a common thing in Danish yeah. uh, school systems and stuff yeah, like for the old privilege school. Because now, but now, the whole, this whole music school system has changed a bit. So it's not it's not on the on the, on the program plan program in the most schools anymore in Denmark. It's not like then you have like geography, then you have math, then you have music, then you have gym. You don't have that much music anymore, and it's it's bad. It's terrible. Um, So now I feel that I'm even more privileged when I look back. Also, I've been attending like private classes in um, yeah, piano, eurythmics, um, and a lot of that kind of disciplines. And now you're teaching children as well, right? So you're like passing it on. You didn't want me to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm passing it on, but also it's my it's. For like periods of time, it's like my day jobs or job. I have like currently I have like six or seven different jobs, but is all uh, most of them are teaching jobs, uh, music teaching where I teach students a lot of different things within the discipline of music. Yeah. How how does your normal work week look like? Uh, 
can you like talk us through your like oh pace? it's very very different because I'm freelance but uh, for the just two weeks ago it would have been like um, if we're only talking like work-wise, like official work-wise in the institutions, then Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday I would have gone to the uh, academy, the Copenhagen Academy Music School and uh, teach children how to play the recorder. The, the, the what? The recorder. In Danish it's called Blofleute. Ah, like a flute. Like a flute, yeah. yeah, but you know, this very woody one that most people hate. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have one right here? I have one. Can you play like a ton on it so people can hear what we're talking about? Yeah, I think everybody knows this, the sound of this. And, yeah, okay, the tone got so, destabilized so because I was laughing. <laughs> but this is the soprano recorder and then the concert also, and that's a different uh, sizes and shapes. And you teach this to children? This is one of the uh, disciplines I teach, yeah. Do they like it? Most of them do, but to many people, especially in the north and in Germany and you know in Europe, it's been like a really like a huge childhood trauma, yeah, to most people because it it very often sounds like shit, and people, <laughs> especially in 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 Scandinavia, gets introduced to it too early actually, so because you can like you don't you don't you have to have a lot of really hard to make yeah, and it's hard to make quality out of because you're not like motorically developed mm. uh, uh, in order to get like instant gratification out. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> instrument ever. But some people are really like batshit crazy and they, they won't leave the instrument and I'm one of them. <laughs> so actually I am, yeah, I am what we call a professional recorder player and I'm avid within the art of playing the f- <laughs> if recorder. Yeah. yeah, and I was classically trained as well. But as far as I know right now, for the moment these years, I'm one of the only ones in Denmark that actually plays um, <laughs> rock <laughs> and what we call rhythmical music on the recorder with, um, you know, joining you, some you, special bands. Yeah. You play these flute instruments also in your rock music? Actually, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have my um, my uh, uh, ex-man... Uh, uh, <laughs> kind of without the legal stuff, uh, who's uh, like uh, a very popular musician in Denmark, Uffe Lorentzen. Uh, when, when he's touring with his solo uh, repertoire, I'm joining him and as uh, his uh, sidekick and backup man. And we have uh, quite some uh, songs where I actually back him up with the recorder as well because it's very. Uh, it's like acid rock, right? Kinda, yeah. yeah. And he's very like seventies orientated or mm. uh, based uh, within his musical roots and preferences. So, and it sounds like um, it it sounds like a crazy idea, but it's actually working. Yeah. How many instruments do you play? Oh, do you know? Yeah, I think I play eight, nine, maybe. But also it's because I separate the piano from the keyboard and the organ, mm. so you might as if you felt like you could count them as three, because to me, actually, it's three very different instruments. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's cherry-picking kind of within a... It's only if you want a humble break. But I think I, yeah, found that. So you could, but you could, like, choose to divide, like, I play the 
the like, rhythm egg. Okay, if you you could like you play a lot of percussion, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah. I do, but very often we have this group of percussion that we like um, like <clears throat> to group as off instruments. Actually, coming off of uh, Karl Orff that most people know because he was um, an amazing composer that wrote Carmen uh, Burana. It's a very uh, popular and famous classical piece. Uh, and also he uh, was uh, part of shaping a lot of the European uh, base of how you could like use these uh, small instruments like the the egg, uh, the clavis, uh, the, the, the small marimbas, um, you know, haha instruments, but use them orchestrally wise. So, uh, but we have this group of, uh, and, and many more, but we like to call them off instruments and so we don't have to mention each and every one. Mm. So in, 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 in daily, um, you know, in, in daily uh, orchestral terms, we just call them off instruments. It's like the whole basket of uh, rhythmical play yes. instruments from yes. like the kindergarten. Yeah, uh, almost from the, in Danish it's called the uh, Eselkebe. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called in English. Yes, but, okay, but literally yeah. the, uh, translated is like uh, uh, donkey jaw. Yeah, donkey jaw, <laughs> and it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, funny. Mm -hmm. um, so, how many bands do you currently play in, or how many musical constellations? Oh my God! Oh, uh, that would be quite some. Yeah, with Uffe. I play with the, Uffe. The, also, I'm a, like a saxophone stand-in at the Hula Ghost, which plays like Mexican uh, ghost surf music, which is really, <laughs> is really nice. <laughs> okay, you play. So you play the flute for acid rock, and you play saxophone for Mexican ghost surf rock. Yeah, and then also I play the bass with uh, Uffe Lorentzen. I play a lot of different instruments with Uffe. Okay. Uh, then I play only the alto saxophone and sing with a you know backup sing with Hola Go Hola Ghost Hola Ghost, <laughs> and uh, then I join a lot of friends um, on the records on off so. Uh, Brotherhood of Sonic Love and uh, Music by Idiots and then I have my solo career which is just like swing the trash one and I invite guests where I play the piano and sing mostly or like a little organ or like thing. a little small uh, uh, blowy organ um, and then with Fast electric, and then I play with Fast Holten, which is like kind of a Swedish reggae Swedish <laughs> Forest reggae, and then <laughs> there I play a lot of different instruments, everything from the bass singing, uh, melodica, glockenspiel, recorder as well, and the tenor saxophone and the bass, and yeah, back singing. You know, I'm like the multi-tool in that band. And then I have my uh, own jazz orchestra. Uh, it's called Krusty Bang Finally Hilarious Omen, and then mostly there I play the sax, sing, and play the piano. Uh, also, I make actually I I um, make a lot of pop music. Yeah. Where I play everything, and uh, so most of the work I do in my own studio is I play everything. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I'm the best drummer in the whole wide world, but uh, I'm the only one that sings that. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun out of it. Also, I play the guitar. I play a lot of different instruments. Yeah, yeah. you do. Which one is your favorite? Do you have one? Uh, it It's like uh, this week, I like the guitar. Okay. And next week, probably, I like the piano. Also, it's very different like how much I focus on each every instrument each instrument according to I mean I am um, participating in a cabaret this uh, Friday a queer cabaret in Oban uh, at Christiania which is a free town in Denmark uh, and then I probably will play the piano and sing so that means that I'll have to focus on that for the next couple of days and then maybe I don't know next week is a bass because people need bass And yeah, when I got to know you, I don't know when that was, but yeah, eight, my own eight band, years ago yeah. or something, you played mostly it's electrical more, bass yeah. and rock music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I left that band. Hmm. Uh, and it's not eight years, it's 12. Is it 12 years? We can tell the wow. I think so. Fast, it's, no? it's very... Yeah, 10 you, or 12 years. Then you might yeah. be right. <gasps> goes really fast. Yeah. Uh, but so... Um, or maybe even more. No? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Maybe, it, even maybe even more. Who counts? Yeah, who the fuck <laughs> counts? So yeah. how many um, times a week do you have to go and have band practice with people? It varies. It depends on what projects are up and um, if we have shows. And But most of the constellations I'm with these years, that's not my own. We are so uh, uh, well played together, like we're so integrated that we just, some we don't need to like practice before and some we need to like just meet meet up and brush up and so, that's it. So then you just go on tour yeah. or go to the venue and yeah. you just know what to play. Yeah. yeah. And then we like, we, we check in and then we like, we level very much uh, during the sound checks. And, and and shit like that because as uh, very we have this system and it works, so we just like pinpoint the problem areas of each song if we have one, and then we just fix it. But you're all seasoned musicians. What? You're all seasoned musicians. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So you're pretty busy, huh? I am quite busy. Yeah. Also, I. Uh, and we still don't know what we would like to call it, but in Danish it's called Kulturkultur of Middling. But we still have like troubles finding uh, the American or the English expression for what you might call that. Yeah, I, I found out actually, but I forgot then again. But I always I, struggle with what to yeah, translate from I make events into. Yeah, yeah, I make it uh, art events uh on libraries and um other places and also i uh, am uh, i have my own project running at the um, copenhagen art night which like the culture night that's just been here that the 14th of october i've got my own art club um you're also a poet i'm also a poet you write a lot of poetry i write a lot of poems and uh, poetry and um I am right now in the process of like uh, trying to like screen a lot of uh, poems so like we can like uh, get it out book wise. Mm. Also, I'm like doing the same with my own music, which is the poetic 
side of my own music. Uh, so I can like record the solo album that's been in, you know, in preparation for quite some years, mm. and everything was like almost ready to like accumulate and start bursting. But then came Corona, so everybody got like really like in workwise fucked up in many ways. Um, so so I'm back to like trying to. Uh, get the actual overview of like how to process this, that, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, it must. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want my art club uh, up running because it's a. Is I like uh, curating things, and I like people meeting in the uh, yeah in in the area of 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 art because very often. I tend to like mix different um, acts on a night, and that means also different kinds of like spectators. Uh, people will come, and that mix because it's all happening live uh, is one of the best things I know, because uh, that will make it work. Uh, in Danish it's called Samwerk and I love that mm. I've been making a lot of uh, interactive installations because I love that uh, spectators or people that come to such kinds of uh, events can participate and then it it gets um, um, this is where it actually gets realized to me i don't know if I'll feel like this in 10 years, but it's been ongoing for me like for the last 15, 20 years. But so when you're I'm not done yet, yeah. When your art meets the audience, yeah. Do you like to do improvisational performance work and stuff, or do you prefer to have like rehearsed or planned out bits? Depends on the piece. Yeah. I'm really like I'm all in for both. Uh, I love when it's just like we have nothing, let's do it. And but I also love we worked hard for a very long time, let's do it. Uh, I think it pleases different uh, parts of the brain and the soul for uh, like uh, for everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, when in your life did you realize that you Was it a decision to have this kind of lifestyle, to live like a multi-artist and um, like, can we disclose you live here alone, you don't have any children, you have a dog, but then like you have this crazy full artist life, just multi-purpose everywhere. Was this like a choice at some point in your life that you... I think it, yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is a, like a totally determined choice. Part of it is not, because uh, it's, you know, uh, some days ago I was thinking about this uh, kind of awful song by Elton John, Candle in the Wind. I think many of us, especially artists, not that because every artist is different, but I, I just... I. It's. I think that to me it was the only way I, I, I figured out was the means I had back then when I was like not that old was my only ticket to survival somehow being me 
and uh, then you kind of mature and it's nothing to do with the popularity you eventually meet with your me that but but also like um, you, you find out that that if if I can create a space for myself in the world just by not dying to start with then um, it becomes to me in many many levels very purposeful uh, and hopefully to others as well um, so um, I have this friend that's um, called Torbjörn from Christiania <coughs> sorry <coughs> we are uh, we very often talk about um this art thing and 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 we very much agree that that he chose to phrase it but it's almost like we like made out of the same entity that art to him is like a, a tool against um um despair mm. so i would like to to join that coining the phrase because it has been like that to me as well uh, and I think it's it's in the beginning maybe many people think then this is a, a, a good place to be uh, being an artist to create art because then you don't have to take responsibility for nothing because you can just like express what you feel but surviving as an artist in this system and in this or you have to take so much responsibility. It's the opposite. Oh exactly. my God, you have to exactly. like do everything yourself. Exactly. And yeah. I know you know. So that has, I think to me and to many, has become, uh, have become like really the, the surprise and the surprise uh, with it. So, and of course I've been drawn, you know, it's that's the dangerous thing about like idols. And it's a beautiful thing about idols because I have, so many artist friends, but one of them, she's a writer. She's awesome, Lila Shafi. She, she, and and when you look at it from the outside, you might say that we are all very privileged from the from our background, but we were not. And it's it's a whole other story. It's very long. But when she was like um, eight, uh, twelve years, all she wanted to become was Christiana F. Okay, that was her biggest dream. And you know, some people want to become Bonnie and Clyde, and yeah, but I wanted to become Mushu um, Ping, and also I wanted to become Black Sabbath. Also, I, when I grew older, I wanted to become Peter Bausch, and then I wanted to become a lot of other people. But that has been to me the gateway. Having those idols has been, yeah, the portal for me of like uh, exploring myself and my work and also I think that you have to take the responsibility of relating both to your idols but also relating to yourself in, in a whole other sense than just being a human human being with another kind of day job because uh, it has to be quality what you express or what you serve to other people if you want them to uh, um, if you want to 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 make a, a quality deliverance somehow, um, so yeah, it's not living like without responsibility. But I chose not to have children. It never. Uh, also, I'm so traumatized by being a child myself. So it was like 
Uh, it was easy to me. I've never like should I have like. You have been sent the dog. I have the dog, but I also very often I say like if uh, yeah, he's your kid. People's like that, and I like if you're that stupid that you can't even tell the difference between a kid and a dog, then it's not my problem, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Can we go back to you said that like if you can make a place for yourself in the world just by not dying? Yeah. What did you mean with that? I meant that it is you know this thing with the with the with the struggle as uh, like everybody have, and but as an artist as well, some kind of. I mean, we are all very different, but in order to survive as, like, out of the, uh, the, the, the your own artwork, you have to, like, make some kind of money or uh, 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 have another day job in order to get by. And I know lots of people that's got day jobs in order to get by. And it's so, it's very, like, um, complicated like that because we, we have, everybody has to eat. So, uh, um, uh, and then that's the other thing because if you have like a name or like I am my own brain, but I am, then it's very, very. It can be very difficult because because everybody wants something from you that you don't want to give that day. In Neto, uh, if you're on the street waiting for the bus and. Because you like also, that. you are your own brand and you are very performative and yeah. your look is very, uh, you know, you yeah. are Trina Trash and, yeah. and that is, you are wearing the whole outfit, yeah. the whole costume. But oh, yeah, every fucking day because every I day. can't escape from yeah. me. So, but then there's this, uh, this thing that uh, has helped me a lot when people uh, do something or say something or they have some kind of a reaction. I'm always very uh, polite. I don't think that um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, it's that you know. Back to the old Stanislavski. It's like, are you on stage because you want to show other people how much you love them, or you want to share something with them? Are you on stage in order to like receive love and not only give it? Mm. And I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm the type that's up there in order to like hopefully create like. Uh, a space or a portal, which I like to call it, where we can all be together. So it doesn't matter who the fuck is on stage or not. So we can all become this kind of entity that where we can like morph together, hopefully to a better place, or expand something or explore together. It sounds really like, <laughs> but you know, I, I made up. I made that up uh, with myself. Uh, uh, Long ago, so that that means that I know that the person or the creature I'm on stage is not the per the the, the person I am when I'm off stage. I have created a life that's not perfect at all and will never be. But it's so good that if I'm never on stage ever again, I have a good life because I've seen so many people break for the wrong reasons. And and this thing about mixing your professional life and your everyday life is uh, if you it's it's a very um, it can become a very sick life and I don't want a sick life I want a healthy life. I mean, being on stage and touring and it's all so these hard. night jobs and all this uh, yeah. stage presence for more than half your life it's like demanding, right? It's 
fucking demanding. Uh, also, but I like to be polite. I like when people come, oh, oh I saw you last week. Oh, oh. And and I'm always very like, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for enjoying the show. Because I'm I'm really grateful that, that people come see our shows. And also Copenhagen and Denmark is a very small microcosmos. So, like, yeah. you know, it's easy to be a face or a name. Yeah. It doesn't require that much. No, also, but but I have also always been, like, very much, um, I am uh, I'm selective, but I'm also never snobbish. So, and I, I, um... I think that's very important because I know a lot of people and the snobbish ones, those are the ones that cannot tell the difference between their stage personality and who they are when they wake up in the morning. And I, I think that's a disease that everybody should like take care of not getting too much. Uh, mm. I think it's very, very dangerous. and This is the most dangerous job we could ever choose because when you're out playing, also I play jazz. That's the that's the worst because there's alcohol. Jazz is the worst. Yeah, jazz is the most dangerous because also the rock and roll music because always there's a, a lot of uh, st stimuli around. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's drugs, it's hash, it's um, a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking, and a lot yes. of cigarettes. And you cannot if you if if I had to like if I got drunk every time I was out playing a, a, a show with music wise I would not be here mm -hmm. so I, I took that choice many years ago and I feel very lucky because it's so easy to like uh, to like go with the flow because finally to most people in in yeah uh, you finally get the love or the recognition or the whatever you 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 might need that you didn't get as a child, but you have to separate those things and say, this is my profession, this is my stage life, and I'm still happy when I wake up in the morning. I still have to get up, walk the dog, be a good friend. Uh, yeah, I have this regime where very often I um, I get up at seven in the fucking morning, and then there's a ballet, then there's a modern dance, then there's a... Um, Death metal sumba. Oh yeah, you all, you teach yeah. death, death metal sumba. That That's an also a, and an then extra it's funny playing one. the recorder, then it's singing, then it's playing the piano. I have this regime, and uh, days where I'm not uh, out showing or gigging or having a show or performing, that's how those days are. And if I'm lucky, then six o'clock maybe I can see a friend, because I have to like uh, keep my brain and my body as clear and fit as possible which is not easy because also I like album but yeah that's the regime and also I have this um, I have this uh, thing called in Danish uh, the Timmermans repertoire <laughs> which is like a, a small but not that small selection of uh, quite intruding classical piano shit that, uh, that I have to play the hangover repertoire exactly that I have to be I have to play it flawless otherwise I'm not allowed to 
have alcohol, go out, uh, you know, so I really have to discipline myself like that. Oh, so you have like, when you wake up and you feel like you might be hungover or yeah. tired, in order to be able to have a party again, you have to be able to play all these classical things. Yeah. And then it's like the test. If yeah. you can do that, you yeah. are like uh, good enough that you or like you are well you're well enough you're fit yeah my brain is oh. fit my body is fit so that i can go out meet friends and have some alcohol and smoke some fucking cigarettes <laughs> because i'm so afraid of losing my my wits and my yeah my all over you know all around health also uh, i mean already i have some issues which i didn't know i would get because um You can't see me, but I'm adopted, so we and I'm from Korea, so we don't know uh, if I have inherited something. And right these years, it's like, oh, you have like this, and I'm, okay, so you just have to go with the flow, but you can like prepare as well as you can. Mm -hmm. So I'm, but the persona in the trash. It's like, oh, uh, he, she is so wild. They always like, oh, oh. It's But the thing is that when I'm back home, I live like a fucking monk, if possible. <laughs> a ballet monk. A ballet monk. With classical piano in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about this home that you are a ballet monk in. <laughs> so we're sitting in Trina's apartment that she has lived in for 22 years. It's one room. It's one room we're sitting in now, and then there is a bedroom. But this one big open living this American room, kitchen kind of style, like an open kitchen with a kitchen island, and then there's a big floaty couch, and then like, yeah, I see at least three pianos. Is it a cello over there? And some other string instrument, a lot of records, a lot of books piled, and like. Papers and magazines, some costumes hanging on the bookcase, you know, uh, a lot of nice cozy lighting. The kitchen island is like stacked with stuff. Uh, because both machines broke. Yeah, and also because you live and work and, you know, everything in this one space. So it, it's full of a lot of life and a lot of work. Yeah, but also it's like um, this whole thing will be renovated soon mm -hmm. and I'm looking so much forward to it because as as I always like to say uh, you know you're the rebel and you have the uh, you have to like own the uproar uh, so and be take care that it will not eat you mm -hmm. so if because actually to me uh, stuff has been getting out of control here it's very as, bohemian Yeah, and that's exactly it, because when you are, like, um, younger, it's a very attractive lifestyle, the bohemian lifestyle, but it's very easy making that transition going from bohemian to neglectful. Uh, neglect, and I, I think it has happened a bit in the, some corners of this space, and, yeah, it's... Where the chaos goes from poetic to like overwhelming. Yeah, and it also it uh, it I was there was this journalist visiting yesterday, and I was actually introducing and joking like welcome to this uh, uh, low social performance installation because it's gotten out of control. My machines are broken. I cannot like like 
wash my clothes. I cannot wash my uh, plates right now. And um, uh, but it will be fixed. So I'm looking very much forward to it because I never thought it would be fixed actually. And we have had a lot of great parties here. We've had a lot of great parties, and there are there are signs. There are like writings on the kitchen cabinets and drawings. It's a uh, fictitious and... uh, band names. Ah, okay. This yeah. is what it is. Most of them sneaky tits. Uh, <laughs> Some of them are realized. Yeah, uh, across the bank, the hilarious omen is realized. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not that funny, all of them, but I have to like, it's like kind <laughs> of almost like a Asperger, you know, I have to write it down. Yeah. When it happens. Vortigas <laughs> is funny. Tadpole Factory. Hannibal Lunchbox. Uh, yeah. Sneaky Tits. Meat <laughs> <Neat> Elastics. <Yeah. laughs> Ricochet Rapid. Finger Blast Travel Pussy. <laughs> Milk and Microphone. So then do you know what kind of music these bands oh, yeah. uh, are? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like for the future or for like alternate realities? Oh, that's, I love the question. I think it's for both, actually. So also, so uh, like the brain, uh, you know, won't get like stiff. So it won't stiffen in itself. So it will remember that there's more to music than just like the genres that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, but it's nice. One time we uh, had a party at Martin's place and we planned a whole festival on the wall. We wrote down a that's whole amazing. festival. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I want to go back to this idea like this thing of being on stage and like what that means. Do you feel like you say you want to merge with the audience and the energy and everyone yeah. becomes like this transitional force together but hopefully yeah. hopefully like that's the ideal when yeah. it's really good. But yeah. do you feel that there definitely is this like um exchange of energy that um some people like take or gain energy from someone else in this um, relationship when someone is on stage and someone is watching? In general? uh, Yeah, like, do you feel like someone is, like, giving energy one way? Yeah. Yeah. Now we just had corona, so we... I was somehow strangely lucky. I think I played 52 gigs during corona. Even though it was a lockdown, you played 52 oh, yeah. gigs. Oh, yeah. At the news. Um, but the then? thing there is that uh, how can it depends on the, the, if we're talking only about music, the music you are playing at stage. I, it can also be performance. Any kind yeah. of like stage presence. Where yeah. Music, musically wise, music wise, you, during Corona, it was really like different because people were sitting down. But the thing that would, just the thing that we could, get out and play in front of, of four together with uh, like a, a 60, 64 people at one, one venue where they normally would, they would normally ha- have allowed like 230 or something. It was but because they people, were sitting down. But it was so weird with people so sitting weird down. It was, yeah. And that depends on 
like what kind of music you play if you because in one band we play very groovy dancey stuff and it's really really because that's what we get back people moving and people like uh, I did a light show exploring. for a concert where yeah. people were sitting down that was the weirdest light yeah. show I've ever done <laughs> you don't know what exactly. like it doesn't feel appropriate to blink at any point <laughs> yeah and also like people cannot like respond with the movements which they very often do Uh, like when we are playing the rock concerts, at least people might talk, but at least they they move or at least they stand up. So that's what we're very used to getting, like as uh, as bands, that the, the the bodily response, which gives you some like energy back from what you are offering. Exactly, because when people sit down, it's very hard to see, you know, glances and eyes in the dark. So, but. It's also like if we close our eyes, eyes we're all animals, so we will be able to feel um, energies in different trans- kinds of transitions, and we are able to push some air, you know. Uh, uh, but it's been yeah, but but when I play the classical music, and very often when I've been doing like dancing or performance, and people very often sit down, and very often that's not. We're not like vocal or like uh, noisy when doing performances like that. So, so part of me is used to that. But when you're playing music, it's really, really hard with people sitting down with and not allowed a bodily response. Uh, there was this rock concert we played at the Beta in Ama, and we played. It was like uh, goth rock, and it it was really like uh, smashy and on on point. You might say it was not hardcore but then it was rock the audience was rock loving people and then they sat on the seats and then they got so drunk that they fell down from the seat they fell off their seats because they were not like allowed to like get up so they were like having this um very uh, um was it in a man introverted introverted Um, Maybe normally they still have their beer when they're like dancing. Oh yeah, and now they could just down it. They would just slide. <laughs> they just slide down their seats, and they were so drunk they couldn't get up again. So to them, they were having this uh, forced kind of introvert um, um, or accidental introvert. Yes, exactly. Like experience. yeah, because they could. You know, they were not able to respond, and that's a weird thing. But the, but but also it like kind of like brought everybody together because this feeling of togetherness was actually maybe even more intense than when people just like at a normal concert where everybody's like uh, beeping around, standing up, talking. Like, oh, uh, so that where you sometimes have to like fight bits for people's like uh, focus, even though you're on stage because people are very often drunk or like... Uh, stimulated in some ways, uh, so it's two different things. Yeah. What do you do on the days where you just don't have the energy to give, where you don't want to, where like if you're not well or tired, or if you just don't feel it, and you just have to go on stage and be clean the trash and I play accept, wild music. I accept it, and then I work myself through hell, light and thunder, and then I push the fucking button, and it's a P button, and it's called Pro. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would never like uh, the day I would, and this is what is really like really dangerous 
and I'm not saying that I'm mastering it yet, but the day that uh, you don't give a piece of yourself just this extra, then it just becomes routine, and then I don't think it's it's good for anyone, not even me. Do you get nervous before performing? Oh, no. no. Did you ever? Yeah, I've been like I remember I've been nervous like four, five times in my life, and I've been on stage since I was four or eight. Was it special occasions you got nervous, or was it just in the very beginning? Special occasions. Okay. Because everybody can like uh, be susceptible to the the trick of minds, so it can be like, um, yeah. Diverse um, initiations, I would say. Uh, yeah, but also I think I've always had this like uh, kind of punkish attitude that is like this is what I do. You don't have to like it. Also, you don't have to hate me because I do what I do. And if you want to fight, I'll fight you. <laughs> you know, very much when I was younger. Now I'm more like. Uh, your loss. I I don't know, but I'm I'm not I'm not affected anymore as I I were when I was younger, and I think that would be terrible because I'm 49 years old and I've been on stage most of my life. So if I was still like this, um, <clears throat> affected, uh, around what people thought or how they would relate. To me, while I was working, then I think my life would have been like even more hell than it is now. Yeah, and then also maybe and also you would think, get exhausted. Yeah, because then you would. I I simply. Uh, you know, but I understand very well that we're not the same. Everybody, I don't know people that's been like that's also like professional artists, and shit, and they are, they. Are, their nerves are like fucking bringing them down every fucking time they have to do anything that's like uh, related to something public. So, but you, you never had like a manager or publicist or a private but Google or promoters soon. or anything. No, I've done everything myself. Yeah, uh, with my friends uh, in. Not myself. I don't believe that anybody does anything themselves, at least if it involves other a lot of other people. So, but until now, it's been good. But that's also meant that I didn't have to do a lot of things that I didn't wanted to do. Mm, and choose. that has yeah, and that has made me like kind of. I'm still here, and I think that if I had been boosted. Too much, too early. It would, I would have been fucked up. In the wrong way. I think I'm very fucked up in a good way. Please, yes. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk a little bit about poetry? Mm. Just um, so, what does what is does poetry mean to you, or what is it like? Can you? Poetry can be. It can be a way of like articulating and phrasing and creating yourself, part of yourself in different medias, which could be like uh, verbally, uh, uh, writing, uh, like uh, music could also be me enjoying the look of your face. Uh, it can be, I think it's very... Um, 
I think that, of course, there's this, uh, this general um, depiction of poetry. Poetry is like it's a fucking lake in a fucking forest. But I think that poetry is <laughs> what... <laughs> Where it's it's a place or it's it's a it's a um, spot or it's a feeling where people can get to enjoy that they're actually able to perceive and feel something that's personal. Yeah, I think to me poetry is like almost this underlying force or energy of being. It's like anything has poetic potential because yeah. it's just like this uh, yeah in the like background layer of reality there is yeah. this like poetic half curtain or something that's like can be drawn or not or yeah i don't know yeah to me i think it's almost this ephemeral entity yeah. or thing yeah. that is just like in everything or behind everything or the potential of it yeah. is like it's um, like the hidden layer in photoshop whatever yeah he's, he's <laughs> to his own photoshop the omnipresent the, yeah, potential exactly that's a very beautiful way of phrasing it mm. um yeah also i think it's very like i almost always agree with you because you're my friend and we know each other <laughs> in many ways very good you almost always agree with me yeah <laughs> And your way of perceiving the world, mm. and I think that's very much part of our friendship because there's a lot of things we don't have to talk about. Mm. It's a given, and uh, to me, it's a gift. But it's <laughs> it's a real it's a real gift. Mm. Poetry can. It's so many different things. To me, it's very much the 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 um, recognition of. Um, Admitting that you are hunting for something that you don't have. Mm. Mm. That is interesting. What mm -hmm. What do you hunt for? Sometimes it's like uh, instant gratification. Some of the poems I write, they're really like a bit cheap, but I really feel it. And other things, they're like more con they're more constructed because we have to go kind of deeper, and we also have to recognize. Uh, a lot of labels we come from, uh, which is like uh, general literature and uh, everything that we know in from Western culture, from what we know from different kinds of culture, we have to like sometimes acknowledge that because we we are made of that as well. Even though we say that we are not, I am. You know, there will also, you know, uh, you can you can. Take also what people don't know, and this is not humble bragging, this is not even bragging, but it will sound like this. <laughs> I'm a, what we like to call an avid reader. I know uh, Nietzsche, Dostoevsky, and not many people know that about me. Um, and why should they? But it's also like many people get very like surprised and confused when they find out that I'm really like, uh, I have this... Uh, uh, really thick spine of uh, from Western literature and uh, philosophy and psychology and all this shit, and uh, uh, to me it's 
feeling like just, of course, helping me trying to widen my own like intellectual base from what I felt that I had to to retrieve for certain kinds of knowledge. And that sounds a bit classical, but also it is. Uh, and it's, of course, like a background and what you're like interested in. So when I am on Facebook, just uh, like uh, uh, prompting shit, bitch, fuckface, this fingernail still does the Yevskis. And it's, it's so, it's, so my point is just that... This fingernail you just showed me yeah. with the egg, flake, yes. flaky black yeah. nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's not what we have, like... It's not what we eat, it's how we digest. Mm. So, yeah. Like, uh, this, I was watching this guy on uh, YouTube. He's like a trauma expert hung, from Hungary. Um, and which he came with a reminder of to me as well uh, at least uh, that uh, trauma is not like what we are like um, what happens to us is the way we perceive what happens to us and it's, uh, to me it's a very good reminder that it's the same thing with art poetry, literature music, life relationships uh, connections uh, yeah so that's very much my view That the reality of them is the reality that we perceive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's nice. Because, I mean, a lot of your um, solo acts of, like, being a performance artist or musician or stuff, I think it's, like, very poetic uh, endeavors. And, like, Thank you're... Thank you very much. Sure. But, I mean, like, the text... That makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that the, the lyrics that you write and sing on your own in your solo acts and stuff that do you perceive them as poet poems or as like song lyrics because i always thought yeah i always thought of them as as singing poems yeah thank you Mm. but also i like this thing that it doesn't have to be anything Mm. it's just like would yeah would you play something for us oh shit which it's something of your own that we don't have copyright issues with online Uh, yeah, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, can we can maybe play something that's or uh, ah yeah okay no I thought I thought you could just like do something on the piano if you wanted. I you don't do have that. to. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. It just would be amazing. We have all these instruments here. <laughs> Jane was making a little bit of funny faces when I asked her the first time. Oh, I see an extra piano now. There's a lot of instruments in this room. Yeah, yeah. and and that is like when you like yeah, when you enter the whole house. Not whole house, but the hoarded, the, the hoarded house, the hoarder house, <laughs> the haunted house, the haunted house. And there's also when you pick some, always when you pick something up, there's something underneath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we this put... is a virtual Photoshop. There's always layers that you forgot. Did you choose this piano because it does not have plastic uh, Indians and horses all over it? Yeah, and this is a, a, a pianetta. Ah, and, yeah. uh, it, it needs tuning and it's like it has a lot of items on it the keys it has the cats on, fr- on top of them <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah okay well, you have the electric one now I will push away some horses and Indians so the zoom recorder can be here you will, will you have to have a lighter yes yeah. 
Yes, we are having a glass of white wine while we record this, and Srinja yeah. is smoking cigarettes in her apartment. Yeah, that's very, very... Um, we have this rule here that if you're like uh, more, if this is a gathering of more than one person, which normally would be me, then you're allowed to smoke on the ins uh, inside. Uh, otherwise, it's the balcony. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, when winter is coming, so it would be like uh, if actually at the toilet, Oh. Many years at winter, I've been like, mm, because I don't like sleeping in the smoky room, but it happens sometimes. So, I don't, I'm, I don't know.
so happy Sorry for uh, springing a concert on you, but it was amazing. It was great. Thank you. And I got to sit next to the. I was I was really like uh, caught off guard, but it's good training. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> and I got to sit next to the pink Hello Kitty bass. No, it's a guitar. It's a guitar. Oh, yeah. And you know that. I yeah. know that. Yeah, I didn't look. No, I'm sorry, but thank you for sharing that. It's the first time we had live music in the podcast series. So, that is something. Yeah. But it's a good thing, you know. Things are evolving. It was good. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't touch on or... Something I forgot to ask, or something important that needs to be mentioned. I don't know, but I think that as what I've been thinking, what I've been thinking lately, very very much, especially after the Corona, um, is that for most uh, disciplines within the arts, not only fine arts, but art in general or whatever. It, it to me, uh, personally, it works the best when it's like um, with a live audience in many ways. Like um, whether it's dancing, uh, reading, or music, or whatever. Um, this immediate um delivery a you know fast translation within you know a lot of bodies in the in the room uh you know i i, I think that's where and i know it sounds very hippieish and it also it depends what's your like um kind of goal with what you do your phone is ringing my phone is ringing um It's like to, I know it sounds really like hippieish, but these years to me and m m many, many years until now, it I think the purpose, or sometimes the underlying purpose, has been to me to like try to become one body. Mm -hmm. So together we can like transgress or transition or uh, uh, what is urge out of that expression uh the reception uh, the reception of that certain expression i think it there is a momentary truth in in a good delivery and a good like perception uh reception which is why it's unfair that i ask you to uh, deliver live now without warming up and while smoking cigarettes and i'm not I'm not afraid of that. I was just like someplace other because I was like yeah. uh, trying to concentrate about like how to f phrase exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. But yeah. I'm always up for a challenge. 
I sang live and yesterday. But, but now you have to die. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not like, um, what's it called? Um, oh, you have to delete that. Because I was not at my best. I think very much everything is just as it is. And also, like you say, there is a moment of truth. And you know, it's the truth Hopefully, is not uh, perfect. Or, yeah, yeah, or just like, um, you know... It's like this, uh, I know it sounds hippie-ish, but to me, when it's been like that in life situations mostly, it has made me and my bands and my colleagues and fellow artists, this, this, it's actually like this, the sign of uh, like uh, eternity, you know, some is a donor and some is a receptor. Uh, the the receiver and at the end of the day it doesn't matter who was on stage and who was on the at the floor to me one time I saw you play where we were so few people there that we all were on the stage playing with oh, you oh I I remember that yeah at that Lopen, was and it, it was no, amazing it was, it was in Copenhagen and then was it we were all on we were just as many people on the floor as on the stage That's it was amazing. just like a random night and so we all were on the stage and playing uh, like. Uh, It's tambourine and stuff. That's amazing, and it's it's happened. It also because everybody's gotten gotten older and more established. Kind of, I just kind of very much miss those days. Yeah. Where we were fun. more like, uh, uh, we're just younger and not that established. Each and everyone. Now it's yeah. Now it's more adult. It, yesterday, Kindly. yeah. Yesterday I celebrated my birthday in cafe in team and sang. Oh. Congrats. Thank you. I sang live jazz there. Also, also not prepared because I didn't know there was going to be live music in an open stage. So I also did not give my finest performance. But it was a moment of truth. And afterwards, exactly. the whole bar sang happy birthday to me. And it was very magical. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, so maybe we are at the end. Yes, that's okay. Mm. It's always like, uh, this is also a, like a very classical thing to say, because I grew up with artists saying, I hope that people get something that they can get to take with them home. But what's wrong if you like, uh, like, Take it and just like warp it just a bit. And what's wrong with being like uh, the performing one that night and like actually taking something? Yeah. Because also I'm punk. It doesn't. I, I don't like the thing where we have to please all the time. And this, the oh, you painted this picture is really neat. I don't care for fucking neat. I care for real connection. Mm-hmm. Mm. So and I also as much as I care for the stage. And the uh, disciplined stuff, I care just as much for the, the the wild and the punk. And let's see what fucking happens. So in, in, in on the other side, everything to me is like kind of a happening, um, and it's okay. It's mm. it's like it's it's a matter of like uh, you don't have to be re like become religious in any way in like order to uh, you know. But I think that having this connection while performing. And having this very luckily amazing audience that like accepts 
what you are doing or maybe even like it. Uh, that's that's uh, that's all we need because we actually also establish a religion right there, the good way. Mm. Because two hours after, maybe it, it, it's gone. But you were for a very very short time. You were like a gold member of the best cult ever, <laughs> and and that to me is really good, mm. you know. And you can always leave. And you can also check out anytime you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so oh. much for sharing as well. <laughs> um, do you have any um, websites or band names or something that you want to like uh, share that people should like check out? Oh, yeah, you can like find Krusty Bang, find the hilarious omen on SoundCloud, you can find Trina Trash on SoundCloud, you can like Google Trina Trash and then a lot of videos and a lot of, of contents as yeah. they call it, we call it, will like pop up, you can Google Fastbeholden, you can Google uh, Lydsyn, you can Google Uffe Lorentzen, you can Google um, Oliver Hunter, Vokadien, Oh, there's so many things you can Google. My name is Keith in uh, in Danish. My name is Keith. You can Google Kenneth Tordale. You can Google a lot of different. We will. Uh, My name will like bring a lot of mayhem with it <laughs> on <laughs> the internet. I I I think I can like compile a list of links and place next to the. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, nice, cool. It was a, uh, I think it was a really nice conversation. Thank you. Likewise. Mm -hmm. I will do anything just like so we can be together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye. Do you want to say bye, Trina? Bye now. Thank, Thank you for, for listening. Hope, Hope you enjoyed it. it.